the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plum Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H.com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and today on the broadcast, I'm going to visit with John Smith Baker as we talk about fatherlessness and healing the father wound in particular. Stick with me for a very important discussion. You can reach me anytime to share your thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. On today's edition of The Plum Line, I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'm excited to be joined by John Smithbaker. John is founder of Fathers in the Field, and he has a book that he's recently written here, Man Enough to Forgive, Healing the Wounds of Fatherhood Abandonment. So we're going to talk a little bit about those wounds from a missing father or father, you know, father who was absent or maybe present in body but not in spirit or not really participating in the kids' lives. There are a lot of different situations that can bring about wounds of fatherlessness. And so that'll be our subject from a biblical worldview on the plumb line today. Welcome to the broadcast, John. Oh, thanks for having me. It's just an honor. Yeah, looking forward to this here. And you've got a lot in this book, uh, more than a couple hundred pages here. And so we're hardly going to scratch the surface, obviously. So one thing I want to say to start off is I presume Amazon, maybe Christian book distributors, you can get this everywhere books are sold probably, right? Well, we're working on that. We definitely have it at manenoughtoforgive.com, manenoughtoforgive.com. And then we're in the process of Amazon said they'd pick it up. We just got to get it all registered and all that. So in okay. time, but man enough to forgive is where you can get it now. All right. Man enough to forgive.com. All right. Well, I want to start off here because I asked you before we went on to the recording here that whenever I see a book like this, I think, boy, this has got to be out of personal experience. I don't think you can write something like this without living it yeah. out in your own life. And so sadly, this does come from uh, personal experience and maybe we'll find out during the course of the two shows that we do here if there's you know some wonderful things God has done I don't even know that myself so I'm looking forward to your story but start off and share the fact that this does come from your own life yeah indeed well yes it did and uh, God has taught me so much in this forgiveness journey my dad abandoned ran out left whatever term you want to use when my mom was pregnant with me and I had a three-year-old 
sister and he left and wanted to start a new family and adopted kids and just lived across the town from us. And from that early point in time, you know, God had used that mightily and has redeemed that when I was 40 years old, when he saved me. Part of that, I'll save you the gory details of growing up follows for now, but jumping to when I was saved, I had a road to Damascus experience where I got on my hands and knees and, and begged for forgiveness. And I was on my way to go fishing with the one man who did stand up in my life, my uncle Bucky. But uh, I have no understanding of really at the time what was happening, but uh, I wrote to the Masses experience, got on my hands and knees and was begging God for his forgiveness. And I saw my horrible, wretched sins flash before me. And I thought it was done. And then I heard the Heavenly Father speak to me and say, no, now you need to forgive your earthly father for abandoning you. So this whole journey started right then when God Almighty exposed to me that the deepest of hurt in these fatherless children and boys who we go after is the unforgiveness of their earthly father for abandoning their roles of pastor, provider, protector, and not being there to shepherd them into manhood. And when God Almighty said that to me, you have to understand that all fatherless boys tell themselves daily, multiple times a day, that they are never, ever going to forgive the earthly father. In their heart and mind, their father has committed the unforgivable sin. Mm -hmm. And when I was confronted with the holy God and his forgiveness of my earthly sins, but I did not want to give up the one sin. And when I repented and relented and gave up that sin of unforgiveness of my earthly father, that's when I felt the rush of the Holy Spirit. That's when I knew I was born again. That's when I knew I was converted. That's when I knew I had a new heart of flesh. And that's when I knew I was adopted into God's family. And my complete continence obviously changed. And I knew I was forgiven too. And first thing I did was when I got home, I wrote a letter to my father and told him what he did was terribly wrong, mattered greatly in my life. But through the power of Christ, I have been forgiven, and I have forgiven him as well. And I like to share the gospel with them. So since we've had no time on earth, maybe we could spend forever together. And that's where the journey began. Hmm. I can't wait to hear the rest of that story and what uh, transpired. But let me say this first, because someone may be tuning in that has had an experience similar to yours here. In fact, I have no doubt that uh, out of all the markets and all the different people that tune in all across the country to this show, there's got to be some, probably several. And maybe some of those have not had that Damascus Road experience like you did. And so I want to share my email address here right off the bat, beginning of the show here, because as you just heard the testimony, the gospel was incorporated there in what was just shared uh, by my guest, John Smithbaker. And I want to speak with you more. If this is something that you've never bowed the knee to Jesus Christ, never had your own you know, Damascus Road type experience, which if you don't know what that is, well, look up uh, the book of Acts and the story of the Apostle Paul, you'll see. But that gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, is not yours if you don't have that relationship with Christ. Reach out to me. The email address is theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Remember, Plum has a B at the end of it, so it's uh, P L U M B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. And I'll get connected with you and 
we can go over this gospel message more because there's nothing more important than that, the decision you make about Jesus Christ. Yeah, and so, well, I guess, you know what, I would honestly love to hear the rest of the story right away, but I'm going to leave this kind of up to you here, what flow you want to go with. Do you want to, hey, keep me and the rest of the listeners hanging here as far as how things went for you, and or do you want to... No, no, I'm... I'm happy to continue. I could talk about this for eight hours straight, so I need to catch my breath and understand that there's a program we need to manage. So, <laughs> good, good. Um, All right. Well, you go ahead and take us through that, and then I want to work our way through at least, you know, and hit some of the highlights of the book certainly here. But, yeah, I really didn't want to wait. I was hoping you were going to say that because I didn't want to wait to hear how, the, how this comes out with your dad. Yeah. So this happened when I was 40 years old. So I've carried this unforgiveness for 40 years, and I knew it was a bitter root inside me. It controlled every act of my life because when you grow up fatherless, 85% of souls rebel and they fight the system. They flee from it. They want people to know that they've been wronged and they are mad and angry. And quite frankly, if you're dealing with it, it's a natural response and you should be angry. Your pastor, provider, protector abandoned his post, and that is a righteous anger. And sadly, what happens in our culture is even well-meaning people, they tell these fathers, children that you don't need a dad. Big boys don't cry, and you'll get over it. And it's just the opposite what they need to hear. You talk about the gospel message. They need to, just like I said, just like I realized, just like how God redeemed me, what your dad did was terribly wrong will matter greatly in your life. But through the power of Christ and his work on that cross, you can be the man God intended you to be. There is victory and deliverance in Christ Jesus. Don't ever believe the lies of this world. And so that's the message. But when I was 40 years old and I finally relented and and gave up that unforgiveness, obviously my world changed. I wrote the letter to my father and he wrote back just blaming my mom Yes and that, but he did agree to see me and I shared the gospel and he said, I don't believe in it. Really the last conversation I had with him, but I ended with, I I said, dad, you will know your son loved you because I cared enough to share the gospel with you. So when you kneel before the Lord in judgment, you will know that your son loved you enough to share the gospel. And I did. And he didn't believe it. And shortly thereafter, he contracted cancer and died. And I didn't go to his funeral. I didn't go to his hospital. I had zero relationship with him, really. And I told everybody, my, all my tears have been shed for 40 years. I had nothing left inside mm. me. Mm. And so that ended that chapter. And I know he suffered in the hospital for a little bit. So my prayer is that God did a deathbed conversion for him. I have no idea. So my hope and prayer is that maybe God did redeem him and I'll see him in heaven. Mm. But his last words to me were he didn't believe it. And it's a great reminder to us all that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Make today the day that you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Don't wait. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So that that was the beginning of my journey uh, of understanding the great need of forgiveness. In these Paul's boys, and that is what they need. So they need the understanding of the need of forgiveness. Shortly thereafter, God Almighty, so he saved me at 40, and then shortly thereafter, about a year, he put on my heart to start a ministry called Fathers in the Field, and I saw 
the image of those words on my bathroom wall at home. And I knew God had called me to give up the world and start a ministry and go full-time in the ministry. And I dragged my feet for a couple of years, not submitting to that. And that's a whole other story. But when I finally relented and I wrote the curriculum for fathers in the field and what these boys use to intentionally deal with their father wound. And God is doing great stuff and the redemption of these boys, because if you understand the father wound, it is like translating the gospel into a father's boy language so they can hear it. I equated no different going to Africa or some foreign country and translating the, the written word of the Bible into a different language. The fatherless have a different perspective, a different language. So I believe we translated that. So a father's boy can hear the gospel. I'm not saying it transform them, only God can do that, but now they can hear the gospel. And what they need to hear is kind of very short is they're a sinner too, and they need forgiveness. They're not just a victim but they're a sinner too. And uh, it takes time. You have to realize these fatherless boys, they get or experience abandonment seven times before they're 18. It's just not their father. Because if you really think about it critically, like in my case, then you have boyfriends coming in the house and you call them dad and then they're gone. It happens multiple times. Or second marriages with children have an extremely high divorce rate, like 75%. So that happens a lot. Or you have grandpa that stepped into your life, but through age, he dies before. You. And so you have another father figure leave you. So it happens. And these boys have a hard, callous, festering wound around their heart. You have to then spend the time, have an intentional commitment through this ministry called Fathers in the Field. And the ministry is where we pair godly men through the local biblical church in their lives. And they make a three-year commitment in these boys' lives. And they get to walk through this forgiveness journey together. So it's God's picture of redeeming the fathers and the widows, these single moms of our time. And I'd love to talk more about that, but I know we're here to talk about man enough to forgive. But the whole man enough to forgive premise when God put it on my heart and spurred me on on this is because when we go through all these churches around the nation, we're in like 37 states now and God is expanding the ministry, but pastors have saying, look at what God's doing to these boys and the transformation that's happening. However, John, can you help us with the men? The church is being overwhelmed with the symptoms of fatherless in these men through addictions, pornography, workaholicism, alcoholicism, you name it, depression, suicide. The church is being overwhelmed with all the symptoms and multitude of Pastor John. We need help with our men that are believers, but they're on the sidelines, held captive by this wound of fatherlessness. So that's the genesis of of man enough to forgive, Mm -hmm. to, to go to the local church and start reaching men with the power of forgiveness. Yeah. Amen. Well, lots of things coming to my mind that I want to ask you about, and we'll continue with that in just a moment here. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be back with more on this first of a two-part series with my guest, John Smithbaker. Again, John is the author of this book here that's uh, just come out called Man Enough to Forgive Healing the Wounds of Fatherhood Abandonment. And I appreciate you tuning in for The Plumb Line. 
You can reach out to me at that email address, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Again, plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Love to have you touch base, share your thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast, anything you want to share. I would love to hear from you. Stay tuned. Support for The Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors. EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns. 623-537-3657. Abundant Life Landscape, your irrigation repair specialist. Call them at 619-277-2410. And by Charles McLucas, Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. Support for The Plum Line is also provided by Simple Turn. Their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. Proverbs Payments is a partner with The Plum Line in helping me to raise the funds necessary for broadcasting this gospel-proclaiming show. Proverbs Payments is a Christian credit card processing company who is kingdom-focused instead of profit-focused. To learn about how they can benefit your business or ministry, visit ProverbsPayments.com. Thanks for tuning in to The Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. My guest is John Smith-Baker. John is founder of Fathers in the Field ministry to boys in particular, well, grown-up boys that are men now, but experienced fatherlessness in their background as John did. And he's written a book about it entitled Man Enough to Forgive, Healing the Wounds of Fatherhood Abandonment. And John, as you were sharing there in the opening segment, I was thinking about something that I've heard expressed a number of times, and that is the difficulty with the term Heavenly Father that some who experienced poor fathering or no fathering at all in their lives just seems like it's challenging for them to think rightly about our Heavenly Father. Imagine you've seen that. Yeah, yes, most definitely. What we have to understand as believers is the father-son relationship is the foundation of the world. And that image, since we're made in God's image, does carry through through our our fleshly perspective. So when the father-son relationship is is broken, there are damaging consequences. So the term father certainly can be a huge stumbling block for the fatherless that, you know, if God's good, if he's fatherly, if he's, how could he allow this to happen to me? And it's a kind of a double whammy. In fact, the first, even with these boys that we do through fathers in the field, first thing we have to overcome is that issue because we go through the Lord's prayer. You know, this is God's example of prayer life to us. Our father who art in heaven, as you know, it, it's a, it's a huge stumbling block. So we talk about that. And first of all, probably how we describe it is that, listen, we're all fatherless and we all need to be adopted into his family. And so that's a starting point of that discussion. But yes, it's a huge stumbling block, but it's really not the stumbling block. The stumbling block is really the unforgiveness of their father. It's not really a relationship struggle with a heavenly father. It's really the broken fellowship with the heavenly father because of their unforgiveness with their earthly father. Yeah, and if you carry on in that Lord's Prayer, it talks about what happens if you refuse to forgive, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's there's multiple scriptures, and that that's the basic premise of man enough to forgive is that God makes it very clear that 
Forgiveness is a command that we're supposed to faithfully be obedient to. It's a choice. One of the endorsements of the book is just by a godly man, and I'll paraphrase it, but he basically says, it's a pastor friend of mine in Texas, but he basically says that forgiveness is a choice we make to surrender our hurt to God for healing and turn over our violator to God for redemption or retribution. It's just a, a beautiful picture of God that God is the ultimate judge. God is the arbitrator of these things, not us. But it doesn't minimize the hurt and pain. It sounds great, but when you're living in it, it's a high hurdle. And one of the huge stumbling blocks, hurdles for people when they hear forgiveness, because they're still clouded by their hurt and pain, is when they hear forgiveness, they're also hearing the word reconciliation. Are you saying if I forgive my dad, that I have to have a relationship with him, the jerk, the abuser, the violator, whatever term you apply. And I want to share to the audience, if you hear nothing else, when we talk about forgiveness, it has nothing to do with reconciliation. And those are two different topics, two different subjects. And we make that very clear and how to understand that in the book, Man Enough to Forgive. Mm-hmm. But we are not talking about reconciliation. We're talking about a forgiveness that is unearned, unmerited, undeserved, will never be apologized for, will never be acknowledged, but we are commanded to forgive. And we are talking to believers now. The other concept you have to understand is that this forgiveness, this grace-filled forgiveness can really only be the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. So this concept is for believers only, in my opinion, because you can't muster enough strength to just forgive through your flesh. Your flesh rebels at forgiveness. Your, your flesh wants its pound of flesh. Your flesh wants a public apology. Your, your flesh wants retribution. Your flesh wants justice. Your flesh wants them to pay. Your flesh wants everybody to know that he had hurt you. But that's not what God's talking about. God's talking about unearned, unmerited, undeserved forgiveness. And he gave us that example on the cross. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we have to understand. So that is the principle of the book. And people can say all what they want, but you don't understand. And the first thing I say to them is, you're right. I don't understand, but I know who does. And he still gave us that command. Mm. It is not the unforgivable sin. There's only one unforgivable sin, and that's the unbelief in the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. So it's an important concept that I don't believe the church does a very good job of differentiating forgiveness and reconciliation, and that this is a biblical command. And if undealt with, it will control your entire life. And what it does is it just really hurts you to live in victory in Christ. Yeah, well, and I have just a couple minutes left here in this segment, but uh, I want to follow up on that because if I'm understanding you correctly, the difference here is, and like I said, we don't have a lot of time to dive into this deeper. Maybe we can on the next one here, but uh, the difference is that forgiveness is something you can do. You can offer and must, as you said, offer this forgiveness. The reconciliation, on the other hand, is it's different because that involves the other person's response as well. If there's going to be reconciliation, there has to be some you know, acceptance of that forgiveness and a confession well, themselves, right? 
Well, yeah, but even uh, I want to be really clear, even if there was an acceptance or whatever, we're not doing it with that hope at all. And see, that's why they have to be completely separated. This forgiveness is a command by God. We're talking about fellowship with your Lord and Savior, Heavenly Father. It has nothing even to do. There's no hope. There's no expectation of any kind of reconciliation. Could it happen? Sure. But it's it's not even part of the thinking. It's not even part of the discussion. It's not even part of the expectation. That's the important part that you have to realize. It doesn't matter how they receive it. Right. In fact, some of some of this, you may not know who your father is because you got your mom pregnant. He's gone. He, your father may be dead. But again, this has nothing to do with reconciliation. All it has to do with being faithfully being the command of God. Because maybe on the end, next episode, there is a consequence for, for believers for the sin of unforgiveness. There's a dire consequence. Yep, and that's what's mentioned that I was referring to at the end of that Lord's Prayer section there. And yeah, it is it is dire. It's not pleasant. Yes, to, it is. I read that in Matthew 6 must be, right? Yes, Matthew 6, and it's in Mark. I mean, several times yep. about God's warning that if you do not forgive others, he will not forgive you. And I'd like to maybe dive a little deeper in that in the next episode because yeah. it's an important concept for believers to fully understand what the consequence is. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, I hate to leave off this show with that, but we will. We'll get into that more next time. And by the way, too, as I'm saying this, if you missed, you just maybe tuned in right now and you missed this broadcast or you know that you're not going to be able to catch the next one when it airs on the radio, you can find these in podcast form at places where you go for podcasts. So take Spotify, for example. Just go to Spotify, put in The Plumb Line with Jay Rudolph, and you could look up uh, John Smith Baker's name. You could look up uh, fatherlessness or forgiveness. All of those kind of hashtags should help you find uh, the broadcast that you're looking for. And so uh, do that, and you'll be able to catch all of this if you can't hear it when it airs on the radio. And as we wrap up this edition, I want to say thanks to my guest, John Smithbaker. We'll have more on the next edition of The Plum Line, so I hope you can join me then. And I also want to remind you of that email address, Radio at gmail.com. If you appreciate the show, let me know that with an email and with your support. This is a listener-supported radio ministry, and it cannot continue without your prayers and support. So reach out via email, and I can share with you how to support. The Plum Line Radio at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on The Plum Line. The Plum Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope, Check them out at r4h.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.